You're listening to the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast, episode 94. I'm reissuing a conversation with my friend Alejandro Reyes about YouTube. Check it out. Welcome to the Seminary of Hard Knocks, a podcast designed to help you master church communications and social media. These are practical solutions from the trenches that any church can use. Now, let's join your host, Seth Muse, who has time for Netflix, but not exercise. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast. I'm Seth, and I'm glad that you're with me this week to uh, go back in, in, in the archives just a little bit with a conversation I had with a friend of mine named Alejandro Reyes. Now, Alejandro is a YouTube uh genius. He is has a show with his family on there with thousands and thousands of viewers. And he also is a, a church creative. He's really clever in how he leverages YouTube at his own church and elsewhere. So I brought him on several months ago to talk about YouTube and how churches can leverage that platform because I know a lot of people are interested in hearing about how to do that. So I'm going to reissue this conversation I had because it's super valuable and I think you're going to really enjoy it. Um, some of you are new to the podcast, so you probably didn't hear this one. So we're going to throw that out there again for you because it's just really, really valuable content. Uh, a couple things before we get to that conversation, I've launched a, sh- a store of t-shirts and gear and stuff for the, for the podcast. I'd love for you to go check it out. It's at seminarystuff.com uh, or you can go to sethmuse.com slash store. And I got a couple of episodes, a couple of episodes, a couple of uh, t-shirts out there with different designs and stuff. I'd love for you to check those out. And uh, I've launched a YouTube channel as well. Since we're talking about YouTube, I'd love for you to subscribe to that. It's over. If you go to sethmuse.com slash YouTube, it'll take you to the actual channel since I don't have enough subscribers yet to actually get my own URL. So ho- hoping to get to a hundred subscribers. You can help me do that. And it will help me be able to put a URL out there that's really a lot easier to find than the ridiculous garbage that they give you when it's a, a, a under 100 subscribers. Um, show notes for this episode are, can be found at sethmuse.com slash 94. You can go check out any links that Alejandro and I talk about in this episode there. So let's get to the conversation. Appreciate you listening. Here it is with Alejandro Riz. Welcome back to the Seminary of Hard Knocks. And today I have my friend Alejandro Reyes on the show. Alejandro, welcome, buddy. Man, it's cool to be here. Super pumped. And uh, let's do this. Yeah, I, we've, we kind of connected on, uh, was it Facebook? I think we connected on like a live video or something. I was in a group you were managing. We just started talking a little bit, hanging out a little bit online. And um, it's been really cool to get to know you and just follow what you're doing. And um, it's it's been awesome to kind of see what you're building. And, and now you've got something really cool coming out, right? The summit is happening. Yeah, man, we're doing our second summit. Uh, we did our first one in 2000, 2016. And uh, bro, I had no email list. I had, uh, you know, didn't have a ton of connections. I knew people, but, uh, man, we had like almost 4,000 people at our first one, which was just incredible, man. All the communicators, church leaders, and there's actually a lot of pastors on it too. So it was, uh, it was a, a ton of fun and, uh, you know, it's been good to, to meet folks like yourself, who's going to be on our next summit, which I'm really, really excited about. Yeah, me too. And you know, what's funny. I haven't told you this yet. I was one of those people that watched that summit. That's how I found no out about way. you. Yeah. No way. I was in a group and I was like, this is free. Are you freaking kidding me? I'm going to get that. So (laughs) I went and, uh, I went and watched it and I was, I remember I was at a, um, I was working as a marketing manager at an acrylic company 
And I was in the warehouse with my phone sitting on top of this box I was building, watching the summit. And I I remember watching an interview with you and, uh, and Josh Blankenship. And Oh, wow. One of my favorite, bro. His was when he talked about Twitter and then he talked about how as churches, you can, you know, find someone that maybe is having a bad day. And then he sent that gal a pizza. Like that is in the trenches. That is really social media done well. So super cool, man. I I didn't even know that story. So yeah, that's cool. And I connected with Josh over that too. And was like, I got to get that guy on my podcast because what I loved about him in that, in that interview so much was, um, he was, he was such a learner and he was Mm. talking about how he had taught himself how to do so many different things. And you guys weren't even talking about that, but I was like, okay, I want him on my show to talk about that. So I had him come on and talk about how to be a learning leader. And Mm. it's one of the previous podcast episodes, go back and check it out. But, um, I just love that about that whole episode and that whole that whole talk. I remember that one distinctly because I, that's me. I'm a learner. I want to be a learner always. And, that's awesome. and I was like, Oh my gosh, that's so great. Got to have him on the show. So yeah, it was, it's a great, it's a great summit, man. I think you got do, you do a great job with that. And I'm Thank excited you. about this year. You've got a lot of stuff going on. You know, you've got, uh, you've, you've, you've done some YouTube stuff, right? You've done a yeah. show on YouTube. Yep. Tell we, uh, we, we have that. a little, yeah, we have a little channel. So, so my background's technology and and marketing, it is pretty little compared to some of my <laughs> friends, man. Uh, you know, we, we, I've been, I've been doing marketing for a long time, man, and, and just love technology and, and not so much, an, I'm not so much a tech guy, but I'm just fascinated with how tech helps you can communicate and, and ultimately impact people that, that that's kind of the, the base. And so, you know, a lot of people, Oh, he's a tech guy. Or my mom will call me, Hey, my computer's bro. I'm mom. I'm not an it guy. It's different mom. And, <laughs> and, and you know, to fix her computer. And, and so anyways, um, you know, just been fascinated in 2007 or 2008 Ustream.tv. If you remember Ustream, yeah, I do. um, you know, uh, I, I was doing this business kind of podcast. It was a video podcast and on Ustream and, and was one of the alpha beta guys over there. And, uh, and at the end of one of my, my shows, my daughter came and she was maybe a year old and, uh, I kind of, um, you know, people saw her and I'm um, like, Hey, you know, I was asking her to kind of go away and, you know, my, my wife grab her and, uh, some people just typed in like, let's see her. So you have these, you know, about a hundred business people, you know, kind of you wanting to figure out and, and, and see some personal side of me. Yeah. And, uh, my daughter got on the stage. And so what ended up happening for like the several months that I ran that, like my daughter would come at the end, we'd play music and she'd dance for everyone. And she got older and it was just funny. But anyway, so all that to say that around that time, you know, I started noticing YouTube and I asked my wife every single year, can we start YouTube? And my wife is so reserved that she's just like, no, she's more of a private person, um, more reserved than me. I'm, I'm outgoing. I want to, you know, be the life of the party. And so we, uh, finally, I finally got a, uh, you know, twisted her arm and, and, uh, positioned it in a way that she was like, okay, that makes sense. And so my idea was like, Hey, let's start, you know, we have video on our phones, um, of our girls when they were young and I wish we had more video. So why don't we start vlogging to force us to capture footage 
of our family. In the back of my mind, I really wanted to build this channel to inspire a million people to have a better family life. That was like kind of my pulpit, if you will. That's cool. Uh, St. Francis of Assisi talks about, you know, uh, preach the gospel with fervor. And if you have to use words. And so, you know, for us, we wanted to, I wanted to live it out. And so, uh, all that to say that, you know, we've been growing our YouTube channel for a few years. We have about 35,000, uh, subscribers. We've been to LA, we've been to New York, we've worked with Disney, with Target, Chase, um, you know, just to name a few of the, the organizations we've worked with. And so it's been, it's been really, really fascinating. Um, and so, so yeah, it's our channel. Yeah. That's been really cool too. I mean, just on something so simple like that, you think, why would anybody want to watch this? Right. You know, and then, and then you're, you're putting your life out there and you find that people are really interested in your life. They're really interested in the small things. And, and that's something that's brilliant about YouTube that I don't think any other platform really captures like this one is that you can really make YouTube super personal, mm. um, in, in, by, because it's video and like with all the text-based stuff now, now Facebook is catching up. Now Facebook is very video driven. Instagram is very video driven, but YouTube has always been there. Right. Yeah. And so it's always, it's one of the older platforms. It's hard to believe that that's one of the oldest plat- social platforms there is. Yeah. And, uh, next to Facebook, but things you can't get with, um, with text like tone, facial expression, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the way you say things, your body language, you don't get all that with text. And which is why a lot of people get in fights on social and it's, it's, it's just not, it's not there with YouTube. Now in the comments, it's a nightmare, but it, on YouTube, but in the, in the video itself, I've noticed it's just really personal. You can mm. get really one-on-one with people and really convey some deeper things. Do you find yeah, that to no, be true? 100%. I got it. I got it. Because we're the, the seminary, uh, the sermon, what is it? The uh, seminary, excuse me, of the hard knocks. I got, just, I just gotta, I gotta keep it real, real quick. So you talked about those people and just something popped up in my brain about those people that want to argue on Facebook, the social fights and stuff like that. Yeah. Have you Seth or people that are watching me- message me on Twitter at Alejandro Reyes and let me know if any, if you've seen people, cause I know people that listen to this podcast, aren't those people you there has never been in the history of social media someone that posted something about one side the left or right and said something so profound that someone just you know hanging out you know maybe uh, uh at the park or some you know scrolling through the feed and like you know what? That totally makes sense. I'm switching my stance. Absolutely. It just, it just doesn't happen, <laughs> man. So I'm, I'm the type, you know, and, and, and the reason I do say that is because churches are, are oftentimes asked to uh, talk about these things. And I think there's certain things that you have to speak up for, but you just have to be so careful uh, because a lot of times when you post things, you like exclude sometimes half of your audience. And so yeah. that's a little, little, uh, little rant. I digress, but um, yeah, I don't know what, what you're was- talking about. That's a very foreign, <laughs> foreign concept. Having but, worked but, in the church but, for a while. But here, yeah, exactly. But here's <laughs> the thing, man. Like, you know, if you look at good, better, and best, I think text is good. I think images are better, but I think uh, uh, video is best. And I, I feel like video, especially live videos, the most real yeah. that you can be. And that's why I think, you know, uh, a, a pastor friend of mine, pastor Scott Hagen in 2008, he told me, I, t- I said, Hey pastor, you got to get on social media. And he said, it's dangerous. Like he avoided me for months. He yeah. said, and then he finally like, why pastor, why don't you want to talk about social media and get on these sites? He's like, it's dangerous. It takes away from the live interaction, like the in real person, 
and life, I said, pastor done right. It, it enhances the in real life interaction. And, and, and since then, the funny thing is like, he actually has now like a hundred thousand likes on his Facebook page and, uh, you know, huge social media fans spends way more time than me <laughs> posting and, That's awesome. and, uh, leverage did. So, so I, I just feel like video, <clears throat> I just feel like video is like the, the, the best way that you can actually articulate and, and, and show your authentic and true self. Yes, you can post all the great things and only, you know, the good stuff. But at the end of the day, people are very smart. I think subconsciously people can pick up on those clues of like, man, is this person for real? And video does a great job. So uh, it kind of put your best foot forward to engage on a deeper level with with people that uh, that already love you. So that's just going to continue to build resonance with people. But I think video for people that, you know, other, you know, one, people come to church two times a month on average. And so for people like some, you know, posting something on Facebook or YouTube, at least people get to see if they're not coming to service every single week. Right. And if they're kind of snooping around, maybe they're new to the city uh, 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 and looking for a church. The good thing about video, not just from the pulpit, but of you kind of sending it, you know, doing an invitation or something, or maybe you talking about, you know, with some, some leaders in your church or something of that nature, it kind of gives people that do not go to your church, um, you know, an opportunity to learn a little bit more about you so that when they show up, it's like, Oh, I've seen that guy before. There's a level of familiarity, but for people that are, uh, uh, unchurch or haven't been in church where it's very daunting. So imagine like on YouTube and I'm just going to jump to one like real quick thing. Imagine on YouTube, like cribs, MTV Cribs style tour of your church. Like, Hey, this is where you would park. This is where you would check in. Hey guys, this is, you know what I mean? So you can do so many many different things. And I know we're going to get unpacked that a little bit more, but there's just so many ways that you can kind of build a little bit of trust and credibility, not just with the people that go to your church, but the people that are thinking about going to your church. I would venture to say that there's people that are listening to this, that at your church, there are people that have probably gotten ready and just decided, you know, I'm going to watch football instead. And, and, and maybe it's been months and they keep saying they're going to go to that church. But sometimes to me, video does a really good job kind of tipping people over to the fence, if you will, uh, to come to church. Yeah. And, and I think an important factor there, you hit a lot of things that we need to talk about. Um, first of all, the YouTube, you talk about visibility, uh, visibility for your church on YouTube is huge. Like the number one search engine in the world is Google. The number mm-hmm. two search engine in the world is YouTube, no doubt. And those, when you look for things, people, even if, even if you search in Google, a lot of times you'll get, you'll get, um, hits from YouTube at the top right. of the, of the list. So there's that visibility. And you also talked about the, uh, the ability to show people and, and kind of ease those, um, those fears because there are a lot of fears. And I think you're right. A lot of us forget, uh, we're so ingrained in church world. We forget what it's like to be a visitor and, yeah. and YouTube. If you discover us there, if you discover our church there, it could be a way that to, to kind of go, okay, that place isn't so scary. Look at this. You know, I could go exactly. do that. You know, it's not so bad. So, so that's kind of the appeal for churches. What else is an appeal, um, for churches to get involved with youth, with, uh, with youth group, with YouTube. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely want to get involved with youth group for sure. Yeah, um, if definitely. you have an youth group's the greatest, but, uh, <clears throat> so you know, here's the thing about when you're talking about visibility and YouTube, first of all, you said it's the second biggest search engine. It will pass Google. Google's not worried about it because it bought 
uh, excuse me, it bought Google bought YouTube several years ago. And so they shifted from just like showing websites to something they called universal search. And so uh, what ended up happening Mm. is now they show images and now they show video. And, uh, and so keep in mind, so here, here's this, uh, how to type of videos year over year in Google, I think it was at 2015 to 2016, like jump 70%. So if we know human behavior, if we know like this interview that you, uh, you did with Josh Blankenship and you being a learner, people put and type how to a lot when they're Googling things. So yep. what if you had something like how to have a great marriage, how to have, how to be a better dad, how to be a great mom, how to blah, blah, blah. And you go to Google and you search that and you see maybe, maybe a blog post. This is a blog post from Gary Smalley on, you know, marriage or parenting or whatever. And then you see this image. Well, it's a thumbnail of a YouTube video. For a lot of people, it's more visually like thumbnails. It pops more and and it kind of stands out. Uh, so, so one way that YouTube is so powerful is it actually from the search engine standpoint and that thumbnail, you actually get a little bit more click throughs as a result versus just being a boring blog post. People actually want to see people, especially when it comes to marriage. If someone's going to speak into my life, I don't just want to read. I want to see this person that's talking about how to be a better husband. I want to see, I want to trust this guy versus just like reading this faceless blog. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so that's one really powerful way to think about why YouTube is is super important, bro. Yeah. And I agree. That's why I, I do a blog as well, but that's why I do the podcast is because you can hear my voice. You can at least hear kind of the, the punch behind what I'm saying yes. and because I want you to see both. I want you to read my blog, but I want you to go to the podcast because then you get to know me and you get to yes. know kind of my heart behind it. And that builds trust with an audience. It really does. I'm sorry to pull back the curtain too far here, but, um, you know, that, that builds a lot of trust. And when you're a church creating content, um, that has how to, at the beginning of it, how to any of those things you just said, then it not only helps you rank in those searches because people are crazy searching for that, but it builds some credibility and it builds some trust when they find you. Cause they go, okay, this is a, this person doesn't look weird. You know, they're not a strange person. They, they're not picking their nose during the video. You know, they're not doing weird stuff. So, <laughs> so, you know, it's like, it builds that trust. I think that's, that's great. Tell us about who is on YouTube. Who can, who can be reached on YouTube? Man, uh, here, here's the thing about YouTube. It's, it's older, but you know, you know, a lot of people, you know, especially in the church, I think it's funny. We label, we label sometimes, but millennials, like, I mean, you know, high school students, I mean, so it's great for youth, but people, again, because of that universal search and it's showing up, everyone Googles, right? And so how do I, so, so the the audience is actually really, really big. Um, I think it was, uh, the audience of 18 to 34, I read this recently, eight, uh, the audience from 18 to 34 said that they would drop everything, everything that they were doing. If their favorite creator or YouTuber, uh, or channel uploaded a new video and it just went live. Wow. So, like, so, 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 so that's fascinating, right? So like, that's a pretty good size. Like if I'm building a church right now, that 18 to 34 is a great, great market. My home church, about 15,000 people in Sacramento, a lot of baby boomers. So if I'm in that staff and I'm an executive pastor, I'm thinking, how do we get some more young folks, 18 to 34? Cause we know they're going to be with, with us for the next 30 to 40 years. And so I, I yep. think it's, it's everyone, um, video, like, you know, uh, I was, uh, the Yahoo, the, one of the gals head gals of uh, a video at Yahoo a few years ago, when the iPhone six came out, they had this idea of six is the new 60. 
And, and what, what she meant by that was the sixth iPhone six is kind of the new, you know, where you spend time watching these TV shows, these 60 minute TV shows. And so I would say that, that YouTube Netflix, like on demand type content, uh, because of Netflix and YouTube and Facebook, people are actually watching more long form content, uh, on things like YouTube. And it's not just like, you know, kids on a skateboard that fall off and like break their, their, their leg in a gnarly way. And so, Oh my gosh, that's crazy. But like, big brands are starting to spend time and money investing into quality shows now. And they're actually, you know, kind of everyone right now, it's this, this attention kind of gold rush. And it's like, you got Facebook, you got YouTube, you got Netflix. Um, uh, Disney's coming out with an on demand. They're removing everything from Netflix. So, so people are paying attention to how can we create, um, you know, really good content. And, you know, Disney, for example, they spent $980 million dollars, to, uh, to purchase a, a, a YouTube network called maker studio. Why? Because they want to understand how to, uh, use video and YouTube to connect with their audience. And so fascinating stuff. And I just, I love talking video. Yeah, man. And I think you hit it on, uh, there's actually, a, um, one of my former students, has started to really rock it on YouTube. Um, got in network. Casey up. Neistat used to go to your youth group. Well, that's she, impressive. She's buddies with him. Uh, <laughs> Sarah, her name's Sarah Dietschy. No way. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Sarah was in our Bro, youth group. Huge. I'm huge fan. Yeah. She's awesome. She does a great job with her channel and I'll link, oh, to, I'll link to that in the show notes. Her, she's her, fantastic. Yeah. When I worked at a church nearby here, uh, she was in the youth group, played guitar. You wouldn't know that she plays, she can play the heck out of the guitar, man. No way. She's incredible. And so moved up to New York, did an Adobe internship, I think, and, uh, in the, for video and just, uh, started networking with guys like Casey Neistat and just off, she man. was on Gary V's show. Yeah, that's incredible yeah, for yeah. her. She's awesome. It's because of you, bro. So great. great uh, to you. <laughs> all, all my doing. All my doing. Yeah. Keep making those ridiculous videos. That's that's the thing, though, is that I think a lot of listeners, especially pastors, if you're getting older, you know, you were kind of there for the beginning of YouTube and maybe wrote it off early as that, like that's for kids. That's not for me. The platform has changed. I mean, like you're mm-hmm. saying, those big brands are putting money into it. Um, they're doing real legit shows on YouTube. YouTube right now and people are tuning in to watch it over regular, regularly scheduled programming and they can do it at their leisure. They could just go on whenever they want to. And I think churches are, if, if you're not really paying attention to that, could be missing a really incredible opportunity to reach out to a group of people that are online, that are, that ha- you can have their undivided attention and you can send a message to them that they might actually watch Cause I know on Facebook, like if you're doing good, if you get 10 seconds of watch time, but mm. on YouTube, people are there to watch yeah. video. So it's not like yep. they're trying to do something else. They may watch your whole video. Yeah. I mean the stats and, and that's, and that's where I think, and that's where I think they've got the upper hand right now on Facebook. Like I love, love Facebook. I think they're, they different languages They're They serve different purposes, I think. Um, but, but people are watching a little more long form on, on YouTube. I mean, Facebook, you know, in, in, in social media years, it's still really new, um, you know, to, to, to the video game. I mean, it's a couple, two or three years that's really kind of going all in with their algorithm. So, um, you know, and here's the thing about, you know, here's the thing about, you know, YouTube, you have, or, 
you know, late night with Jimmy Fallon a few years ago, this is maybe five to seven years ago. And they went all in in an effort to go digital Mm -hmm. and start posting their content on, on things like YouTube specifically, you got James Corden. He completely like blew up his show as a result of doing something like a carpool karaoke. Um, and so, so you got the lip sync battle. And so, so a lot of people, these bigger brands are starting to realize that yes, we are on TV. We have a massive audience. However, people are starting to consume content on mobile now. And so we just have to play the game. So regardless if we like it or not, we just have to play the game. We have to kind of follow suit of where culture is at, man. Like, uh, Wayne Gretzky talked about, uh, you know, I, I, I skate where the, not where the puck's at, but where it's going, you know what I mean? And so he's like, you know, going to where that's, and and, and here's the thing, man, I, I think I wrote a note about, you know, churches are, are, are five years behind. I mean, saying this for a lot, music, a lot of music and, and I think they're starting to catch up in certain ways, but the church, like with the printing press, like we are innovators. And like, I think we just need to really understand not what churches and culture was doing five years ago, but what is it actually doing right now? Where is culture headed? And it's going to this on-demand mobile, on-demand video type of world. And that's where I think YouTube is still is like, I mean, you don't call yourself a Facebooker, but people are actually called YouTubers. Yeah. So YouTubers still, you know, it's still a really, really big thing. Man. It's a label people want, you know, it's yeah. like they want to be a YouTuber. My, my yes. kids want to be YouTubers. They, That's they, awesome, they have a channel and they're trying to make, you know, videos. They have no idea what to do. And I'm so like, cool. I wish I could help you. I don't really know what to tell you to do either, you know, cause I'm not a YouTuber. <laughs> I'm not a YouTuber. Um, I have a face for radio. That's why I have a podcast. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, so we talked a little bit about the churches being a little bit behind. I think we realize that. I think we're, we're all like, yes, we are. But I think the, the real hurdle is I want to be on YouTube. I want to create original content. I just don't know what to make. So hmm. could you give maybe a couple of, of, ideas on like how churches could, what kind of content churches could make that would be a, something anybody would want to watch on YouTube. Yeah, no, that's great, man. So, uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of like when you're preparing for a sermon, you know, like, you know, a lot of times you, you have something in your heart that's been brewing for some time. You get some, some, uh, some, some, something for God that you just feel and sense that, man, this is like where it's a blank, you know, slates like blank canvas. And that's kind of where YouTube is. And so, you know, if you're preaching at church, like you probably have some things that you're really focused on. You're having an understanding that you live in the inner city. And so these types Type of things come up. There's broken homes in that city. So you try to make sure to talk about things that are kind of relevant to your city. And maybe if you're in the suburbs, maybe it's more marriages because people are rich or whatever it is. Right. So you kind of right. try to cater to your message to what your audience is kind of telling you they want. And so I would think of YouTube like that, like, man, what is our, what is our context of our church? What, what is, what is the flavor of our church? What are the questions that people ask? What are the FAQ type things? People are always asking us at this church and start thinking about that. You know, maybe there's a, maybe there's uh, something that uh, a tragedy that's happening like Houston, like, you know, like why not do a quick video to talk about how you're going to be generous and, and bring people together or whatever it is. Um, there's a guy I want to just share real quick. And I, I, I don't know if you know him, but I'd love to connect you with at some point and, and, and be, he'd be a fascinating interview for this podcast. But okay. it's a guy that reached out to me recently. His name's Trey Van Camp. Did I t- have I ever told you about him or do you know who he is? No, I don't. 
Bro, when we're done and you're done hanging with the fam, go go check out Trey Van Camp. He's a church planter in Arizona or New Mexico, and uh, he got invited to Samsung met Casey Neistat. But he's a church planting planter YouTube. Like he doesn't shy away from it. Like that's actually in his trailer. Like his job, he, his goal is to inspire people to something about Jesus every day. But but he's probably <laughs> to me the first like YouTube pastor, um, like legit daily vlogging and he's doing such an amazing job. And here's the thing about it. This is the fascinating thing about posting content like he's posting is he, he's letting his viewers know that, uh, uh, he's growing a church. So that already hooks you like, man, like churches are, churches are tough to build. And so I'm going to share with you like the ups and downs of growing a church. You know, maybe he, the next video he's, he's, he's got, you know, talking to the local mayor, maybe he's talking to a family like that stuff is really, really interesting. You know what I mean? And so he's yeah. really, really doing a great job. But for me, if I'm thinking video, yes, I would probably you know, uh, break up some, some sermon stuff into, into, uh, snippets and, and kind of, how do you ask a question for a little quick, you know, three minute snippet that you can post on, uh, on, on YouTube. I think testimonials are great getting other people to say how amazing their experience has been at your church. Um, you know, I think, uh, I think kids and youth is always really cool to show some, some, some sort of energy. I always kind of bring, bring it around these, these three things. And I forgot who I learned this from, but it's like, you know, every single piece of content that we do and the purpose of it is to inspire, educate, and entertain. You know, how can you inspire people with a word? How can you entertain them, you know, maybe with, uh, with, with, with something happening in your church? How right. do you educate them? This is where, you know, don't shy away theology and your doctrine. Like how do you kind of educate people, not just on, uh, on the Bible, but social issues and marital issues and those type of things. And so that's kind of the framework that you kind of the lens, I guess, that you uh, run all of your content ideas from. Um, but those are a few I would be thinking about. Yeah. And I, th- I think that's great. Um, I think a lot of the, the pastors that are afraid of YouTube and I say afraid, we're not really afraid. It's just hesitant because we don't really understand it. So mm. creating that content, giving some, some handles to create it is good. I think there's another barrier too. Um, we feel like it has to be this perfectly produced video. Like, even though it's like we grew up with YouTube, we're like, oh, it's just cell phone videos and it's just, you know, a garbage video. But if it's funny, it'll work. So there's these two kind of camps where YouTube has has to be perfect and YouTube can be just garbage. So where is the middle? Like, where should we be aiming in, as far as quality of video in, in that realm? Yeah, I think it's your audience. You know, if you are a, uh, you know, a luxury real estate agent and you have a bad looking video, then it's either a parody or it's actually, you know, a really bad video. So, you know, if you're a real estate agent trying to attract, you know, you know, people with money and buying a house. Right. But, right. you know, I, I would say the rule of thumb is, is um, my friend Sean Cannell talks about, um, you know, content value over production value. And, yeah. and keep in mind, Sean's videos are fantastic. Yeah, they are. Um, the, he, he's one of the best, you know, wrote a book uh, called YouTube for Churches. Fantastic um, uh, resource for for pastors and churches. That's a really good place to, to look at um, okay. you know, this stuff a little bit deeper. Yeah, I'll, link that. I, I'll link that in the show notes too. Yeah, yeah, YouTubeforchurches.com. It's great. Um, so so I, I think, you know, uh, uh, you know, perfection is the enemy of excellence. 
you know, to me, excellent is like putting your best foot forward, your effort to try your best to be, do something great. Uh, perfection, like there's only one dude that was perfect. Right. And so, so <laughs> I, I, I think, and I've learned from the startup world and the SaaS world that, you know, you got to incrementally get better. And so fail, but fail fast. And if you look at my first videos in 06, 07 online, my hands, I, I don't know if it's like a robot or whatever. I <laughs> had no animation, but my thing is just ship it, just get it out the door and start posting. The audience will tell you, and, and you're going to figure it out sooner than later. The biggest things I would say, just kind of a rule of thumb is like, have good audio, uh, a good audio matters. And then yeah. good lighting. And what I mean by lighting is it doesn't need to, you don't need to go buy anything. Um, but, but make sure when you're inside face the, 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 the window or go outside. So I think good lighting, good audio and an iPhone six, and above should be perfectly fine. If you're just shooting it, it doesn't need to be, you know, widescreen anymore. Portrait mode actually sometimes on things like Facebook actually work really, really well. Now that's different than YouTube, but I think YouTube's going to catch up eventually with that portrait mode. Yeah. So, um, those are the really, really important thing. Think of your content first and, uh, you know, don't, you know, just get it out the door. Just try to do something very, very quickly. Um, and spend some time thinking about your idea. That's why I would spend most of my time versus production is like, man, what's a good hook? What's a good idea? What is something that is going to serve people? What is something that, that, that can potentially either get people here and give them more context for our church? Or, you know, maybe it's someone in like Sudan that just needs Jesus and some hope. And let me talk a little bit about, you know, the stories of people coming to the Lord in our church. And so, you know, I would have that global context as well. You know, what does it say? Uh, think, think uh, globally, but act locally. Oh, that's I really good. think, I, I really think Facebook, like I, I think pastors these days, I really believe that, you know, yes, they're posted, they're, they're, they're working in a, in a local context, but they have to have the, I, the, the realization that people have the potential, especially because of its, its search, it's Google, people have the potential to like see it from all over the world. And that just inspires me because what happens is my mind goes to like a, a 16 year old girl that's getting abused in Saudi Arabia. Like I just think about that and I just think, man, that's who I need. That's one, that's probably someone that's watching this or... I think about someone in the Philippines, a mom, a single mom that's just trying to make it and she's in a, working in a call center. And how can I just give her hope to go through that today? I, I think a lot of times that, uh, and Mark Batterson said this, a lot of the dreams, a lot of the things that we speak, like we'll just never, we'll never know the impact that they have on the world. And we just got to trust that, uh, 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 you know, that, that the things that we share and we spread and encourage and put out in the world that God is going to do the work on, on the back end. We just got to show up and post. Absolutely. Oh, that's a shirt right there, man. Show up and post. That needs to be your new gear. I, I, I expect that soon. And, that's then, funny. and then your website on the back. So, uh, that'd be awesome. Uh, I think you hit a great point. And I think, uh, to wrap up, I'll just say, I'll just say that the, the excellence, what did you say? It was, it was perfection is the enemy of excellence. Yes. Perfection is the enemy of excellence. Like put it out there, just ship it. I think that we've been seeing that in the tech world for a long time. Mm. And you can look at windows, you look at Apple, um, you look at anything that's going out in the app world and they're putting out version one. 
And what's Gary V always say, right? Version one better than version none. So yeah. he's like, just put version one out and then we'll test it. We'll try it and then we'll fix it and we'll do it better. And we'll add stuff to it and we'll improve upon it. And I think that's just how things work now. Mm, and yeah. I think when you're a pastor going, I has to, it has to be perfect uh, before I can really do it. I think you're going to miss so many opportunities and just, just put something out there. Just try it. Mm, and then yeah. if it's not good, do it different the next time and learn mm. from that. And I think that's, that's a great point because I think we're, a lot of us are frozen and in fear, really, and mm. instead of reaching the people that God might be putting in front of us on our laptop, and, and I think that's uh, just something we have to we have to consider the laptop as part of our mission field. Mm. Um, so, well, man, I, I've loved this. This has been drinking from the from a fire hydrant, and I, I love this. It's always great to have you around and talk to you about this kind of stuff. So, I really appreciate you coming on the show, man. This has been so great. No, man, it's always a pleasure to hang with you. And how can we connect with you online? Yeah, so the best way to connect with me is uh, churchmarketingsummit.com, as well as Alejandro Reyes on all the major social media platforms. Awesome. Well, man, thank you so much. Uh, This was incredible. So thanks so much for giving of your time and doing what you do online and in the Facebook groups and YouTube channels and all the stuff you're doing to invest in church leaders. So thanks, buddy. All right. Appreciate you. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast. This uh, was a great conversation with Alejandro Reyes about YouTube and how to connect with your your audience by using YouTube. And um, just get the show notes for this episode at sethmuse.com slash 94. We'll be back soon with another episode. I appreciate it. We'll see you. Bye.